everyone, welcome to the OFT Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Voles, Site Manager, Emperor, Supreme Warlord, and Defender of the Faith over at OneFootDown.com. And I am negative, as far as I know, coronavirus, uh, <laughs> non-tested. Uh, with me tonight, um, a couple other quarantine guys, uh, Jude Seymour, editor, Brendan McElinden, obviously Eric Hansen's favorite Twitter uh, follower uh, in existence. Oh, that's confirmed. That is confirmed. Congratulations, Brendan. I saw all your um, your uh, Photoshop jobs. I thought they were all hilarious. Um, I mean, I don't know why he wanted to make Carter Carlson do uh, Miley Cyrus, but I'm or Kelly Clarkson. But I'm not. Uh, I'm not disputing it. I, I think it has to be a magnificent inside office joke uh, that that we just don't know. <laughs> yeah. But th- I'll tell you what, uh, they were good enough for in the in the uh, serious. Uh, the very serious article of Notre Dame canceling the spring game. I made sure I put all those photoshops in it. <laughs> no, I, well, I greatly appreciated it. Eric actually used it as his uh, Twitter promo for his live chat today at noon. So. I saw that. I saw that. That's a hell. That's a hell. I don't know. Maybe you need to send a bill uh, to South Bend, Brendan. <laughs> Tyler James printed. Tyler James printed. Uh, printed the uh, sandline. I want to put it up on his wall. <laughs> he did. <laughs> All right, so obviously the sports world, though I mean the world's all turned upside down right now uh, over this uh, coronavirus COVID dash nineteen. Um, everything's suspended, everything's postponed. Notre Dame, and as far as Notre Dame is concerned, uh, they started off with postponing spring practice, uh, and then they came and, and canceled the spring game. Uh, recruiting on site and off site is uh, also suspended at the moment, so. Uh, you top that with all the power five conferences, March Madness is, you know, canceled their tournaments, March Madness is canceled. Everything's done. There is no more NBA. There's no more sports sports. Yeah, is and, and I believe the ACC announced that the spring schedules for all the spring sports were, were canceled as well. Right. So yeah, everything's canceled everywhere. We're talking softball, women's lacrosse, men's lacrosse, baseball, all the- baseball was, was coming on like a hurricane. First uh, time ranked in like four years, right? Ranked 24. Yeah. Uh, so obviously the uh, the coaching switch that we had wanted for the last couple of years, uh, Link Jarrett is uh, Jarrett paying Burke. dividends. Yeah, so uh, you know, I mean, it's disappointing. I mean, it really is. I mean, you know, Notre Dame winning their basketball game last night against Boston College. I mean, it was a long shot for Notre Dame to to win the ACC tournament and uh, make the NCAA tournament, but the hope was still there. Uh, and I, there was a path. I mean, if you watch Notre Dame basketball play this this year, you know they absolutely can play with all those teams, uh, except for Duke, maybe, uh, <laughs> in that ridiculous game. But, you know, there was a path where they could win it. I mean, I was getting excited thinking about, you know, here we go. Uh, and and all, all that's gone. And I guess tonight we are going to – we're just going to talk, man. We're just going to talk about this all. It's And I'll just say, you know, all the actions took, I think, are – 100% okay. I don't think any, I don't think they did anything wrong. I think it, it, maybe they drug their feet a little bit, but I mean, these are some big time, big decisions. So you want them to make it right, but they ended up being, to me, it felt like it was pretty uh, decisive. Like, Hey, we're going to do this. And it was just a couple hours later. Like now we're going to do this. Um, they they want to get this right. They want to make sure that uh, everyone's best interests are at heart. And look, it just, it shows you how important sports are. They're, they're not. <laughs> uh, they're, they're important. You know, we all care about it very much, 
But in the grand scheme of the country and, and people's health and safety, they are not important. So uh, just kind of sets that back in, into that. But it, it's all very disappointing. I mean, this is all a big pain in the ass. Uh, I live in Ohio. I got three kids that, that you know, we just got the, no, the notice. You know, they're out of school for the next three weeks. Um, I'm getting into arguments on Facebook with people about, uh, you know, the bishops in Ohio uh, said that, <laughs> that gave the dis- dispensation for no mass. You don't have to go to mass. Uh, you know, I, I people are arguing with me, saying that's not what they said. Like, you got to be kidding me. Uh, whatever. <laughs> people are up and, and we're already sick of it. Like my wife and I already got into an argument just because we this is it has been all coronavirus all day today just because of the way all the news move. So, fellas, I don't know about you, but this shit just got wild. Got real wild. And Jim, yeah, you was, have to be the most heartbroken of all, right? There was a uh, there was a half an hour – yes, I'll get to your point in a second here. There was a half an hour period last night where basically uh, the president was on television. Tom Hanks was twi- uh, tweeting that he and his wife had tested positive for COVID-19, and the NBA season was canceled. I mean, it was just like – the whole thing was like – it was it was a it was a hell of a week and a day, you know what I mean, in a half hour or whatever. Um, to Brendan, what Brendan's alluding to is, um, as I mentioned before on the podcast, to the to the delight of all three people who uh, who get excited about this, uh, the Notre Dame women's lacrosse team started off seven and zero. They're ranked number two in the nation, and they actually had a game against the number one team that was planned for this weekend. That obviously is now not going to happen. So. Um, I, when I think about people that I feel sorry for, it's um, the seniors on all these spring sports teams. And I don't know if there's any way to, to make them whole. Um, and I don't know that another year of college is really, uh, really makes sense in, in terms of like, you know, just as a, as a blanket thing, but uh, don't you, I just, don't you think it, that should be available though. I mean, it, I yeah. realize like the, like the winter sports, like John Mooney is they're not going to let John Mooney come back. Right. Um, but the spring sports, I mean, they barely got started. I got to believe that because of the extreme circumstances that are involved here, I, I, they got to at least be talking about it and debating about whether or not to grant everyone involved an extra year of eligibility. Don't you think? Yeah, medical yeah. hardship. I just I don't know enough about these sports to know if they have scholarship limits and, you know, obviously they're bringing in a new a new crop of kids, um, you know, for the for the next year and stuff like that. So I don't I wouldn't know how that actually would work in terms of like if this becomes a, an issue in terms of overcrowding the roster. But well, I guess what, in terms of numbers, I, I mean, couldn't they couldn't they for a year be like a you're suspending your your rules a little bit for one year to give that eligibility back? I, I don't think that'd be. Too, I don't think that's too difficult of a thing to do. I don't think the schools would mind. Yeah. Uh, what if you were the junior on that team that we're expecting to start as a senior next year, and then now, the, now, right now you got you got a point there. You do have a that is an excellent point. But at the same time, I just feel like, man, I, I don't know. I don't know. I guess you're robbing the senior year away from that junior, maybe. But yeah, I, robbing Peter to really, pay Paul. They're really getting robbed, all these seniors, uh, on all these spring sports throughout the country, not just in Notre Dame, but at all these schools. Uh, you know, that God, what a hell of a way to go out. Yeah, it's just it's uh, it's it's truly uh, just unfortunate. And, you know, and, and I, I join you guys in saying, you know, I wasn't following the men's basketball team that closely, but um, I do t- t- tend to perk up around in tournament time and, and just sort of. You, you love to you love the the narrative of you know could they make could they make this into something could they get on a little run could they get on a little hot streak and 
Um, you know, I think that game against Virginia was definitely a winnable game. Um, but you know, now we'll never know. So it's just, uh, it's incredibly disappointing. Um, I don't, you know, to be honest with you, I'm just, you know, in terms of one foot down.com, I actually think we'll still continue to go on. There's, there's plenty of stuff oh, that, yeah. that we talk oh, about yeah. that isn't, that isn't timely. I, I feel bad for the people that were thinking about running, uh, 14,000 spring practice reports and literally now have nothing to turn to because they can't turn to recruiting either. Cause nothing really is going to be happening with, with recruiting at all. So, um, they're going to be scrambling a little bit, but in terms of like, this is a great time to, to reach into the treasure chest and, and all those wacky ideas that we've ever come up with saying, you know, now's the time to, to talk about them because, you know, I, I just think it's amazing that ESPN is going to decide to play sports center all day, sports center like, all what, day. Like what, what are what, they thinking? Why, I mean, why what, are they not, what, what could they possibly talk about all day? You know? Why are they not dig, like just digging down into the thirty by? I think they could run a marathon of every thirty by thirty they've ever done. Why don't they just go to the Ocho programming and just give us give us what we want? Give us. Do you remember back in the day, ESPN two used to play like sumo wrestling late at night and Iron Man competitions, darts and stuff like darts, that. cornhole tournament. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we don't like we don't know what happened in those. Leagues I would take five years I would ago. take classic games. I oh, would watch yeah. classic yeah. games. You know. I know. Uh, I, I think you. I think the one foot down Twitter account uh, retweeted it. Um, yeah, I think it was the guy from End the Valley Shook, right? Uh, the SB Nation site for the LSU Tigers, who said oh, yeah, basically man. that he had unlimited DVR, YouTube TV, and he had taped every college football game. So he was just like, "Yeah, I'm just going to go back and watch old college football games." Like to me, that sounds like a lot of fun. I mean, I don't. Yeah, that, people. Are, that's a great perk about having YouTube TV is that unlimited. Uh, a limited memory of your TV of your DVR. Uh, so, you know, also disappointing the XFL, uh, which was yeah. actually doing well, but you know, they did announce that, uh, that, you know, they're paying, that everybody's going to get paid for the rest of the season. And I mean, they are, you know, they have cash on hand for three seasons. We all knew that, bef- uh, you know, before the season started. So that this was going to go on. It was, I would have been like, man, you know, a spring league finally seems like it's, it, it's catching on a little bit. Um, I know ratings have, have continually gone down uh, throughout the week, so that's going to happen. But the but it seems to be picking up steam though a little bit. Um, not necessarily turning ratings, but of the hype and what you're seeing. Uh, and I was worried that it, this was going to kill it right off the bat, but it's not going to. Well, no, know. and they it, said it, they said players can. Um, they also did a cool thing where they let the XFL players, if they wanted to, immediately sign with NFL teams. So maybe um, Temple legend PJ Walker, who was lighting <laughs> up the XFL, he'll get a chance. Maybe he'll get another <laughs> chance to to hop in there. Yeah, yeah and I, I was I was I was looking forward to something staying alive so I could watch it. I, I was even I was gonna if I needed to denigrate myself and watch golf or tennis or something like that, I probably would do it just because I'm I, I I'm just a guy who likes to watch sports and and a lot of times it's in the background while I'm working on something else and it's just it's weird to think that there won't be an avenue to turn to to watch something, you know. I gotta tell you guys, I am the head coach of two baseball teams. Uh, for one, for each of my sons, and uh, we're, we're 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 texting back and forth today about practice times. So apparently, the Hicksville Baseball Association is moving forward with their season. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to be like totally fucking immersed uh, in that with with all this non sports watching time. But to Jude's point about uh, what, what to expect on the website, look, y'all, we're we're built for this shit. I tweeted this out, uh, you know, last night. 
not going to be a huge difference in coverage and what we do. I mean, if this is basically, you know, full off season without spring, we just skip through spring. And I'm going to tell you, I mean, you know, a dirty little secret that people, that some people know about me is I fucking hate spring football. I hate it. I hate covering it. I hate watching it because there's just so much that doesn't matter. Um, that I, over the years, I've just had a genuine kind of disdain for it. Now, I, I enjoy the spring game. I mean, I like, I'm a huge football fan. I want to see a football game, but just the general coverage of spring, all the, all the questions that mean nothing and all that, I'm not going to miss that. Uh, so I, you know, in a small way, I, I mean, I'm fine. I'm fine without having it. The NFL draft is still going to go on. And let me tell everybody something that you probably already guessed about the coverage of the NFL draft is going to be <laughs> unprecedented. If you thought it was massive before, this is the one sports thing that's going on. It is going to get fucking sick. They're going to do one hour deep dive profiles uh, on a guy projected in the sixth round. <laughs> I mean, guaranteed. So, here, so here's here's my thing about this, though, right? Pro days are going to get wiped out. And that's a that's yeah. a really bad thing. So, yeah. you know, it, it, it's it's a bad thing for two groups of people. One, the guy said that the so-so or underwhelming combines who want a chance to redeem themselves. And two, the guys who didn't get invited to the combine who need to show scouts who show up in person right. to watch them. And, so here, you know, it this, it's I, just – it's a bad deal. It, I, mean, I, got a, just, I got a theory about that, Joe Jude. I got, okay. I got a little bit of a theory about – so so pro days. Um, basically, what's going to happen – or what should happen. I don't, I don't know if it's going to happen. I'm not fucking Nostradamus over here. Uh, but I think everyone knows what goes on in a pro day, right? Fudge the numbers. You know, what drills are, you know what drills are doing and all the other stuff you got to do? It's just going to be dude and dude. Videotape this shit, dog. And it's just going to be like you're sending you're sending these uh, these scouts mixtapes. They're going to ask. I mean, if, if you go out and you work out like a pro day and put it on video and have some proof of what you're doing there – um, at least it gives, especially the guys that didn't attend the combine, it's going to give these guys more information. Um, these scouts, I, I almost bet that's what happens if they don't have, if they go move forward with no, with without uh, the pro days. And really, I, I don't see how they can, considering the time frame that they're in. Right. So I, your, they, your, your theory they, makes they, absolute sense. I, I just I think the problem is it's going to be a lot of video to go through. I, well, I it's a lot of video to go through. And also, you know, guys, there's something to be said about guys having their own stopwatches and, and running their own yeah. times and, and oh, seeing sure. things with their eyes and stuff like that, that you can't get on a on a on a videotape. The, the, you know, the best you can do, like they they want to have certain vantage points that that the videotape oh, wouldn't sure. cover and stuff like that. So. I get All it. I'm saying is that that they're gonna. I think they're gonna. They're gonna try to go that route. Is what I believe. Yeah, it um, makes a lot of sense. Obviously, obviously, it's gonna be. It's not gonna be as good as uh, a, a normal pro day or like that. But I have no doubt that you know, guy, especially like a guy like Tony Jones or not Tony Jones, but uh, Asmar Bilal, who wasn't he's, invited to the NFL Combine, he's gonna get a videotape out to the league immediately. Uh, right. Get out and doing things. But, but also he, the idea they, that. That people can't go take interviews with teams and stuff like that, that yeah. they're trying to lock down the well, unnecessary I mean, people. I, I think, I mean, obviously in person is always the best, right? Cause right. you get to see mannerisms, you get, you get all sorts of stuff from a face to face, but because of technology and in this day and age, 
Uh, you do I like mean, a Skype or a Zoom. Oh or yeah, Skype, FaceTime, whatever the hell. Um, right. You know, th- those things will get taken care of that way, I imagine. Uh, but there is something to be said about that in-person meeting, that handshake, um, how a guy smells. Uh, I mean, <laughs> you know, just kind of all that stuff um, that you get from in-person meeting. You get a certain vibe from meeting someone, like you just that physical presence of someone in the room. Um, and you know, that's going to be lacking. So yeah, this is going to be a different draft. Um, but guys are going to, the league, especially the league is going to want as much information as possible. And the guys out there want to give them as much as possible. The guys that are sitting prettier guys, guys like Chase Claypool. I mean, basically all he's going to have to do, he's not going to send in a, a tape. He's no, his <laughs> tape's already out there. There's three he's losers. Pro- Notre Dame has three very day. distinct losers. Yeah. Because Asmar Bilal, Jameer Jones are absolutely going – because they can send the tape in all they want, but it's like sending your mixtape to a record exec. You're not going to get them to watch the tape. What what a pro day does for players like Asmar and Jameer who didn't show up to the combine is that they're there to watch Chase Claypool and they're there – to watch Cole Komet and then they go, Oh, what's going on over here on the field over there. And they look at seeing Asmar and they see Jameer. They're like, Oh, as long as I'm here, I'll take a look at what's going on there. I don't and they're really not going to get that. And then the other no, one I mean, the is Troy pride for the guys, the guys well, that they don't see combine. That, Josh, that's me, why they're there. Let me ask you a question. Cause I think I, I, mean, even, I, 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 I kind of agree with, with Brendan, which is like, if you're a scout, are you coming to see the top two or three guys? Or are you trying to see the, top I just don't think the top guys are really, and I'd have to go back and look. Maybe I'm completely wrong. Are you but there I think to a see lot of Detroit Pride run, or are you there? What, I'm saying, to, what yeah. I'm saying is, is that I mean, they're sending guys regardless. You're Notre Dame. Right. It's not like their pro days are ever empty. Somebody's fucking there regardless. Right. Uh, whether it's thirty but or now all thirty-two. Teams. But now it's empty. But it, right. But I'm saying it, it, it wouldn't make a difference. They're gonna take. They're gonna take a look. I mean, there's there's guys they already know about. Chase Claypool probably wouldn't really work out on a pro day, anyways, right? I mean, why, why would you do anything to disrupt that fucking badass uh, draft performance or combine performance? Did Julian Aquara see- and Khalid Kareem participate heavily in the combine? No. No, no. And those, so- guys, those guys will definitely have – I mean, but I'm not saying that you're not wrong about a guy like uh, Jameer Jones. It, it, you know, he's going to have to get somebody to push those tapes down him. Um, but I think people are really interested in Khalid Kareem. I think you, if he's got to work out on video, right, but I think Brennan's watch. point is they'll watch the Aquara and Kareem tapes and, and the Jameer Jones and Asmar Bilal right. tapes will get short shrift. You know I get what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're the, like, the, they're like the cover. They're the opening band for the, for the main <laughs> act. And right. you know, well, a lot of times when you go see the main act and you're like, you're still parting out the, the gravel the opening bands. Awesome. And you'll go buy an out, you'll go buy the opening bands, Here, you know, for here's the thing though. TV. And it, it, it just about every game of the season, um, in fact, in every game of the season, there are NFL scouts in the press box, right? So a guy like Jameer Jones, who we all know can go out there and ball out. Okay. He, somebody from the NFL has seen his ass playing and it, it's been in their face because of the way he played. All right. They were there watching and scouting. It's just like any other, I, you know, I get, I get many, that, but like, how many times do you hear this story? I, you, I understand it's going to be. You want all the measurables, though. You want all, you want to just say you say like, look, he he. I saw him in person. He looked fast. He looked like he had good instincts or whatever. But like he looked fast, and then he runs a four eight, and you're like, uh, wait a second. You know what I mean? 
Like, no, I think that's, that's what that's happened with Jalen Elliott, which is like he balled out at the Senior Bowl and everyone was – I don't think his stock could have been much higher for him coming into the combine. And then he was like underwhelming in the 40 and then bet people were back to being like, OK, who is this guy? Right, and then, right. you know, no, and, he'd love to have some people with their own timers looking at him at a pro day timing him rather than him I, saying, hey, I guys, are in guys, a four six. And listen, all those guys, every single everybody has got a fucking agent. Those agents are already are already figuring out ways for this stuff to happen. Like Jalen Elliott's going to run his 40 again. And whether the however they're going to set it up to be as legit as possible, they're going to run it. Right. And, and then, then have it have that information available for those teams, because after, you know, Jalen Elliott's a great example, because after the, you know, the senior bowl and all that, he had great stuff. I mean, they, people were loving him. I mean, I, I personally thought he was, a, you know, a fi- kind of a fifth round guy because of his performance. You know, all the reports you're hearing and all that. And then he goes out and runs that four eight. Yeah. And the stock starts dropping again. So he's definitely his agents already got that in mind. Uh, how they go about all this, you know, is it rem- will remain a mystery to all of us until we till they finally say this is how we're doing it. Right. Um, so they set up a camera. Interesting. They set up a camera at the end of the forty yard dash. Maybe they set one up right at the guy where the guy starts at the block or whatever. But they can't. You know, I remember. I, I think it was Gil Brandt. I could be wrong about this. One guy loves to sit at the ten yard line because he wants to see that initial burst that the guy has or whatever, and that's what he looks for. Like that's just like one particular scout's way of doing things. You know what I mean? And I was just thinking about like you can't possibly put enough cameras to give everybody the angle that they would want to see the most. You know? I know, but that's and, the thing. Not, not, none of this is gonna, none of this is going to be as good as as a regular pro day. Yeah. Uh, all I'm saying is that they're everyone's going to give it their best shot. Oh, absolutely. Get, oh, no, I agree. I agree. This is the way it's going to happen. I just, just I feel, I feel terribly for these people because I, I think this is this this really hurts them. I'm just know? getting some real Uncle Rico vibes of him setting up his camera by his uh, his van, <laughs> throwing footballs out in the mountains. <laughs> How much you want to make a bet? I can throw this across the moon, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you might see some of those guys. From like you know, division, like Division Two, uh, <laughs> do that shit. You know, picture Justin um, Herbert going out there trying to to increase his stock. He's like, how much you want to bet I throw a mount, yeah, football over those mountains? Yeah, there you go. Mount. <laughs> I mean, there goes our annual story of guys who transferred coming back to for the pro day too. So there won't be any more. You know, there won't be any Brandon Wimbush on. Notre Dame's campus working out story, which there would have been. Oh, there been a, yeah. you know, we could have had Tommy so. Reese throwing footballs to to Chase Claypool. Uh, oh, well. Yeah, it's gonna, there's all sorts of stuff. I mean, it's just going to be different. I mean, just the simple fact that they're using boats to take these guys out to the uh, to the podium uh, in Vegas. I don't know. This, this whole draft is going to be kind of weird. weird anyways. Now it's getting even weirder. So. Whatever happens in Vegas that will not stay in Vegas because it's going to affect the entire fucking league for years to come. But uh, it's going to get wild. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where we are on on April. It'll be interesting to see where we are on April. What is it? 23rd when the draft starts? Like, you know, in terms of uh, the the containment of this pandemic, whether it's it's a lot worse than we we could have foreseen on on March 12th or or everyone's saying, you know, well, that was much to do about nothing. I, I saw a tweet today that I, I really kind of agreed with, which was 
Uh, I think he's a I think he's a doctor. He he writes, but he's also a writer for the Atlantic and James Hamblin. And he said, the thing is, if the shutdowns and social distancing work perfectly and are extremely effective, it will seem in retrospect like they were totally unnecessary overreactions. And I think that was actually kind of really insightful, which is like, I think there's going to be a lot of Monday morning quarterbacking to all this and saying, you know, uh, uh, you could have had the NCAA tournament, you know, like, it, oh, like this, look, look, nothing happened. Right. Yeah. Not, but, and, and people not relating to that. To and the people fact not that relating that took to action. Like, yeah. yeah, you took okay. action. Exactly yeah. right. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a lot of uh, there are a lot of um, doctors out there uh, seemingly out of nowhere, just out of the woodwork. Uh, who seem to have a pretty good handle on uh, the spread of illness, and uh, um, I'm 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 here for it. I'm excited. I'm excited to see uh, all of these doctors' predictions uh, turn out. And I, I know we I know we do our very best to to stay away from politics, uh, you know, in our conversations and on the site and all that. But with with something like this, uh, regardless of what uh, President Trump said last night about. Uh, putting politics aside, problem is that politics involves everything, uh, so it, it affects everything. I, I find it, I found it disheartening to find out that there was a lack of lack of tests for one reason or the other. Uh, <laughs> you know, early on, uh, for for one reason or the other, and I just I just feel like this. I, I'm a little pissed that this country didn't take a more harder, you know, not harder stance, but like more decisive action earlier. Uh, you know, when it, when this shit's going on in um, in China, and then in in Europe, you know, Italy, the whole damn country shut down. Uh, I, I'm not saying that the, all this could be, could have been avoided, but I, 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 man, I've never we've never seen a day like we've had. These last two days have been incredible. Oh, Absolutely there's been nothing incredible. like it. Yeah, and I, I just I thought I, thought I have find it hard to believe that they couldn't have been averted in a way where it wasn't just so like, I mean. I, this is a bad comparison, but it's like a bomb getting dropped. You know, getting dropped uh, is the way everything happened over the last couple of days. I thought uh, Carter Carroll's from the South Bend Tribune came up with an interesting angle, which is, you know, what President Trump said last night on television about um, about basically uh, European people not being allowed to come to the United States. Like that that affects Alexander Ahrensberger, who's who's on the Notre Dame. Uh, team. He's not a U.S. Yeah, he's citizen. in Germany. Yeah, he's yeah, in he's Germany. In, he's he's in, in Germany. Germany right he, now. he basically had to make a 11th hour decision. Like, do I come back and hang out in South Bend or do I stay in Germany knowing knowing that, you know, it's only a 30 day embargo. But at the same time, like this may affect my ability to come, to get back and, you know, practice with the team at the, the time that the team's coming back. So, like, there's there were some real life, real world consequences on something you know, and again, you know, you could say, well, he was going to take a red shirt front season anyways, but like, it's, it's important that he's around the team and he's in the weight room and the, and the whole deal and stuff. So that, that was actually like, that was, that was hitting him close to home. You know what I mean? Like that was, yeah, that's uh, part of the whole point of the, of early enrolling is getting all that yeah, exactly. stuff out of the way and, and getting going. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought, that, I, I thought that was really, I thought that was really interesting that, you know, something you, you think about it and you're like, well, I'm not, I'm not a European citizen, so this doesn't really affect me or whatever. And I'm not or I'm not going to Europe. Um, but, you know, meanwhile, your favorite team that you root for has a player who is who's uh, born in Germany and and is currently in Germany. You know, so it's just uh, it, it was interesting. And I got to tell you, it's just something I, I wanted to say, like speaking of Germany and Europe, the, the craziest thing I've seen, though, uh, in the last last day, day and a half 
don't know if you guys saw it was the the video of the I I think he I think he might be a soccer player or maybe he's a musician uh, over in Italy uh, and he made a video like you know pleading for for help um, uh, his sister died she was in the bed behind him dead and he was making a video they he, they could not find anybody to come get her because of because of this virus because what is going on and the scariest the thing that hit me the hardest was when they said her age she was 47 now everyone said that this is only affecting the elderly and all that well god damn i'm almost 42 47 ain't that far away for me and here's a video of you know of a guy you know just distraught and asking for help with his dead sister laying in the bed behind him i mean it's this shit's yeah. I, th- this shit's insane. Th- and then you also had like the ethical questions that were raised by Rudy. What was his name? Goder or Gatter or whatever his name oh, was. The guy, just, yeah, the just, guy who touched, just touched everything. Yeah, yeah. He, was, he was touching everything. You know, every reporter in that room, I think, laughed. And, and I think, you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, he's the one who tests positive for COVID-19. And it's like he was being irresponsible and, and reckless in a way that he didn't need to be. And so. It, it was it was interesting how something that was seen as funny 24 hours prior all of a sudden seemed like, OK, this guy's that guy actually was was a real asshole. Like he he endangered the well, the the well-being of of these reporters in a way that was completely unnecessary. Not only Absolutely. that, but if he didn't do what he did, um, sports aren't canceled today because everything was sort of a trickle down effect for in really a lot of the stuff escalated because the NBA rightly so made the decision to cancel. So when a billion dollar corporation, billions and billions and billions of dollars are on the line for the NBA and they're willing to say season postponed on hold, everyone else who plays sports needs, especially in something like college athletics where the players aren't getting paid. Yeah. Everybody else needs to oh, step back and go, Whoa, 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 Whoa. We cannot hold a basketball tournament with these people who aren't getting paid when million dollar athletes and a but, billion dollar corporation yeah, made their decision. It made their decision they, so easy. They definitely, so they definitely took a long time to think about it though. And I think that was the point. I don't know if you guys read Matt Fortuna's column in the, at the athletic today. He oh, was about basically the lack, about the lack of leadership. Yeah. He was basically a uh, grill in the NCAA for basically dragging their feet on this. And, and he was making a decision. Yeah. He was making the, he was making the, the point that you were, I saw it on Twitter. I don't know if it's true. I, I meant to research it and maybe I shouldn't even repeat it. I, I was told that, or I was re- reading that 90% of the revenue for NCAA for maybe just for basketball, I'm not sure, comes from that March Madness tournament. Yeah, that's the whole sport. So, yeah. So it's like and they, they were and literally it going. The hotels and small businesses in the area, restaurants, it is. Yeah. It's a billion dollar decision that they had to make. And so, so yeah. I get that they had a lump in their throat before making the decision, but I agree with you. I think the fact that the NBA and then the NHL and everybody following suit made this. So it became an optic optics thing. You can't ask people to go out there, even if there isn't a crowd or whatever to play for play for no money. When all the pros are saying, shut this down. You know, I just, I think that it, it, it was, it, it was a decision made a lot easier because of the people that went before him. The thing yeah, that killed me was, is- 
the thing that killed me was today the ACC tournament was going to go on like no, nothing was happening. And literally like every tournament was doing monkey see monkey do, which was like the AAC canceled and then the Big 12 canceled and then the Big 10 canceled. Or maybe the, I got the order wrong. But yeah. the the ACC was like, yeah, we're just going to start the first game and like, you know, see where we're going or whatever. You know, Big East. Yeah, I think somebody falls down and dies. They didn't die. Swafford, right. Swafford was on the radio with Mark Packer this morning. I listened to him this morning at like 830 this morning saying that, yeah, we're going ahead and playing. At like 830 this morning, he gets on the radio and says that in the, the, the Big East, they, they, they had a basketball game playing and then they canceled it at halftime. Right. Right. And so, and I think, I, I don't know, I, I, I read, and I don't know if this is true, but I, I was, I read that Duke basically was the, the, the tail that wagged the dog on this. Cause Duke was like, yeah. yeah, we're not playing or whatever. And then the ACC was like, well, we don't, we don't have much if we don't have Duke, you know? So I think that yeah, kind your, of, they kind of made top it. Dog says, you know, uh, fuck this. Uh, we're going home. Uh, I mean, and that's what happened with the, with March Madness, you know, with, Duke's like, you know, we're done. Kansas, we're done. He's, hey, you don't have those two teams in the turn. You're done. Um, but, that, you know, that's a huge thing is what you said, optics. Because, I mean, if, if they're staying open for business because they're staying open for business because they want to make sure they make that money, you know, that's not going to look – that's going to look even worse three, four yeah. weeks from now because I'm telling you what, if things don't change for the better, there's a lot of people that are not – I mean – that, you know, they're not gonna be able to work and there's no clear, there's no clear law or bill being passed. Uh, it, everything's about any kind of, uh, you know, of sick leave pay for people to stay at home. I mean, it, it shits up in the air and there's a lot of people out there and that could be hurting financially in a hurry here within the next month. Yeah, and, so, and, and bravo to guys like Mark Cuban who were like, I'm going to figure out a way to compensate the the people that were depending on the revenue from working the concession stands or cleaning up the stadium or whatever. Yeah, Kudos to people checks. like huh? people. Yeah, people uh, like Kevin Love, who donated one hundred thousand dollars to the support staff who work at the at the Cavaliers uh, arena. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I saw that today. That was good, good on him. Right. So I, I just I'm loving that, you know, that that some rich guys are thinking of the little people who whose life. I mean, I, uh, let's bring They're it trying to save their life too. <laughs> yeah. Let's bring it closer to home. I mean, there's a guy who takes outstanding photographs. He worked for us named Mike Miller. He got a job with, with Notre Dame and he gets paid. He gets compensated to shoot spring sports. Well, guess that what? Is, that is his main job right now. Yeah, that guy doesn't, that, that, that guy doesn't have a, a stable source of income. It just got taken away from him in a day. And it, it's not his fault. It's certainly not Notre Dame's fault. But at the same time, like, you know, we've got we have to do something to flatten this curve. So he's out a job now. I, I don't think he's going to run to the shelter tomorrow. But at the same time, like, you know, he's got he wants to provide for his family. And, and this was this was a source of income that was that was unexpectedly taken away from him that he was depending on. So I just I think of people like that. I just you know, whose lives are. They're not on the field, but their lives are are totally impacted by these these decisions that are that are being made. I can't agree more. I mean, it's I'm, the impact is still. Yeah, they canceled sports, uh, but the impact is still to come for for what, whatever it is. Uh, it, it is still it's still to get felt. The brunt of it is, is still to get felt. So. How that how that all works? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, look, we couldn't have said uh, two days ago what yesterday brought us. You know, oh, I, I think if, if if you would, if you'd said to people, you know, what kind of odds would you have laid that the NBA would just wouldn't just delay their season? They canceled the season outright. Like MLB is at least saying like, oh, okay, well, you know, what is it? The first two weeks that they're gonna that they're gonna push delay it back. Out of and then I think I read that um, was it uh, Chicago that was thinking about not putting fans in the stands until May first or whatever. Um, so like, if you'd said to people like, what's the chances that the NBA, NHL, PGA Tour, like all these places canceled their entire seasons? You know, uh, IndyCar racing or uh, NASCAR or whatever. Like, you know, like what's the chances? Like people would be like, I don't zero. Like because they just they think of it in terms of what we all do. Like well, this is big business, and people aren't just gonna just say like, yeah, I'll just throw my revenue away, no big deal or whatever. But they did, you know, and 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 again, and not not it, it, it could have come even sooner. But you had Rudy from from the Utah Jazz. Uh, you now have a second player on the Utah Jazz. You have um, Fred Hoiberg, the Nebraska coach who who uh, who didn't have COVID nineteen. He has influenza A, but at the same time, like he's literally in the middle of a basketball game, looking like he's about to like you know, be hospitalized. He looked, yeah. And yeah, then they had a, at a time when we're telling everyone to stay home when they're right. And then we have, like, we find out that, um, the CAA, uh, conference tournament was canceled and a good thing because an official tested positive for COVID-19. I mean, like, it, like they would have been, Oh man, the liability of just going out with these games. It just, it seems so reckless. That's what everything um, boils down to. Yeah. Is the liability. And it, it all essentially is a liability game. And this what? So there's going to be no national champion in college basketball this year, right? Well, Notre Dame yeah. is national champion, yeah. I think. Right? <laughs> well, I think. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I. In the I, sim, they did a one shining let's moment. Let's print the shirts. Let's print the yeah. shirts. Yeah. Hockey champs, basketball champs, baseball I mean, champs. We're still, yeah. we're still the Big Ten hockey champions, aren't this we? Will mar- this, this, yeah, marks what? <laughs> this marks what? This marks the third national title this century. That that uh, the third time in college athletics that a national champion was not crowned this century, right? Oh, that's 2000, interesting. 2004 USC doesn't count. Oh, okay. All right. I see uh, where we're going with this. Louisville, uh, Louisville 2013 uh, also uh, does Although not Rick count. P- Rick Pitino has the uh, tattoo that says otherwise. So. Uh, he does. He does, <laughs> and I'm sure he he also from the same tattoos season are forever. Has a uh, pair of white slacks that uh, aren't all the way white. Ugh, gross. <laughs> Who so can forget gross. that game? So gross. Wow. Yeah. So there will be no national championship played in college basketball, and I believe they said it's the first time that a national championship game in college basketball hasn't been played since 1934. So even during World War II, they were playing. We still uh, managed to get in games, huh? Still yeah. managed to crown did, did, champions. Did Navy keep the entire basketball tournament afloat, or I, uh, I don't know how? Well, that just Notre Dame. Um, that's why we have the. the yeah, I like that one. It's just, it's the, it's a, this is all, this is all insane. And, yeah. and as much as it sucks for in the sporting world, I, I and as much as it, you know, hurts me, uh, I just, I couldn't see it happening any other way. Like sitting right now or recording this. I, I mean, I, it was such a bomb effect that happened. Like I said, you know, the last, last few days, but I, the way things are going, I couldn't imagine them moving forward with any tournament or games or 
any of this stuff uh, while we're trying to to take care of something that we've never seen before. At least not a, not anything like this in a modern era. No, I mean even in, in modern like. Yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing been ever like um, the sort of response and uh, approach that we're taking to something like this. And like I said, there's there's been a national championship through a world war. And I mean, the, the great, the, the nice thing, what whatever you want to say about it, at least kids aren't dying. Right. Is the is the great thing about this is that somehow, some way, you know, you're not having five year olds, six year olds. You know, dropping like flies over the country, um, or you know, and, coaches and that get not, paid, coaches that get paid millions of dollars, infecting their their student athletes. You know right, what I mean? Like, right. What I'm saying is, though, you know, in a way, you know, as as awful as this is, and people are dying, um, you know, maybe this lights a fire under everyone's ass, which I'm sure it will, uh, for anything else that could happen. Because look, there's always been the threat, right? Of, um, of some kind of biological, you know, warfare from like a terrorist organization or something that that could, you know, spread a disease uh, pretty quickly. Just you know, going out to, you know, a major airport, O'Hare or something like that, and do uh, so lighten the fire to put things into place to combat something like this. Like put, check put more, putting better policies forward, put getting more tests, uh, having having the tools and the laws available to, to, to come in swiftly and take, you know, with action and take care of things would all be, if that's what comes out of this, um, at least I would hope that that's what comes out of this. Um, you know, but like I said, at least, you know, kids aren't dropping everywhere. I have three kids in my house. We all, all of us on this podcast, you know, have kids at home. It's the one thing that's keeping me sane through all this is knowing, you know, that part of it. Like yeah. I'm not, you know, this is stress. I mean, it's still stressful. Um, it, you know, the you know thinking about all this stuff, but at least I'm not like gearing up the bunker shelter uh, to put my kids down there to keep them alive. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, know. my wife's 20, mo- 20 weeks pregnant. Twenty months pregnant. Yeah. Twenty weeks pregnant. <laughs> Twenty months. Pregnant. Twenty months pregnant. 20 months. Uh, I'm not sure. You know, the gestational period uh, <laughs> changed a little bit. Um, Maybe you guys. Yeah. You know, Brendan's a fucking alien. Yeah, uh, so. not sure if you knew that. Uh, the Irish have a longer gestational period uh, than the rest of the. Uh, they got they got they got to check in with. Uh, much like corned beef, it is low and slow. How, I mean, how is all kidding aside? Like, how is she feeling about this? Because I would imagine that I I don't know. I I guess I'd be pretty freaked out because I'm I'm protecting not only my life but another life, right? Yeah, I mean, the CDC doesn't have a ton of information uh, for pregnant women. The Canadian CDC does, and they say I'm, I'm I don't I mean I'm not a doctor. Don't eat deli meat. Don't eat deli meat for sure. (laughs) Uh, Which, I mean, NBC commercials, football season uh, is is hell for her because she loves deli sandwiches and Jersey Mike's is a well-known sponsor. Oh, yeah. NBC games. And it uh, drove her up a wall with uh, her second. But, yeah, I mean, there's not a ton of information out there for it. So it's a little – it's it's a little dicey. I mean, we're I believe the governor of the state of Michigan in I don't know not too long from now is set to uh, to address the state to follow suit with Ohio. Uh, most of the schools in the district have shut down for the next three weeks, so we're probably going to be. You know what's screwed down. up though? You know, Dwight went on this afternoon, um, you know, and announced the three weeks, but yet they're all still going to school tomorrow. 
that doesn't make they're any, doing, that doesn't they're make any do sense. That. Well, here's why. Because um, we got they're going to set up all the e-learning and all that stuff. I get that. Yeah. But like, don't you just say fucking shut it down completely? Like, I I kept waiting all day for like for Ohio to do what like <laughs> like the ACC did is to say that we're going to do this, and then I'll be like, don't fucking come back. Get if your, you come get your kids. If they out. think I'm taking my, if they think that my kids are going to school tomorrow, they are sorely mistaken. I'm well, not going to. That's the problem I, I, I run in with. And I'll tell you right now, like like my youngest, Dylan, he's had rosy cheeks all, all day and has been kind of crabby. He kept checking his temperature and he's fine, but I'm not sending him tomorrow. Yeah. Um, he's in preschool, so big deal. But the other two, though, they're they're set. They're going to tomorrow's going to be all a big setup for e-learning uh, kind of a thing. So if they don't go tomorrow, they're kind of might be SOL about how I mean, I don't know. Maybe they don't. Maybe they don't need to be there. They can email me all the fucking info. Yeah, don't uh, send I know them. Some, some kids need to go because they don't have computers at home. Uh, so they're going to send, you know, laptops and stuff home with those kids. Yeah, that's uh, what it is. is we got an email. At home. I don't know how they're going to have internet access, but. Uh, we got yeah, emails yeah, from, from our school district that ask what our internet situation is like and what the computer situation is like at, at, our, at our home. So they they're, they're get, that's what tomorrow, and we've heard some things too, but that's what tomorrow is. Um have you guys seen some of the comments? Let's 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 bring this back to uh, to Notre Dame a little bit more. Have you guys seen some of the comments on on Twitter and on Facebook? And I guess maybe Facebook more. I'm always pointing at them for being for having the greater uh, number of morons. Um, like even just a couple hours ago, someone was like, "Yeah, right." Like doubting that Notre Dame was canceling their spring game. But like I don't know, just some of the comments have just been. So fucking out there. It's hard to imagine uh, these people exist. Um, it, it's all over. If you're on Facebook and you love Facebook, I'm not really pointing my finger at you. I'm just saying there is a bigger number of morons uh, on that site. Is all. <laughs> Have you guys seen any of this stuff? I mean, I think every, I, I I just assume every fan base I mean, has. We all follow this, a pretty rational. Has the, has, We're all on has, Twitter all day long. Yeah, has a has a deep dark corner that they just say, I can't believe people are this stupid. You know, like. This the Notre Dame doesn't owe you a spring game, you know what I mean? So I suppose if you're upset about this, uh, look, I, I'm disappointed. It's one thing. I mean, yeah, you, I mean, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed. We had we our our club sponsored two uh, science teachers to go to the excellence and teaching conference. It was a STEM based conference that was going to be in the beginning of April at Notre Dame. I was excited for them, and that got canceled. So. That's that's the stuff I think about. I don't think about like, oh, I could have brought my kid to the ten dollar football game or whatever. You know right. what I mean? Like, right. you you ruin this for me. Like, <laughs> the health and safety and welfare of not only the students but but of of each other. You know, you got to. I mean, look, I'm I'm fretting about this right now because as of as of the recording of this podcast, eleven o'clock on Thursday night, um, this music festival that my father and I are supposed to go to is still on. It's supposed to be March twenty, uh, March twenty seventh, and it's going to be in uh, Tennessee in a cave where there's going to be like I don't know two thousand people there, and it's a three in day a festival and a three day festival. And I I said to him tonight, I go, I said, what if somebody flies down on Thursday, on Friday they're feeling totally fine, they go to the concert on Saturday they're starting to feel a little off, but they don't think twice about it, and then by Sunday 
it turns out that they're positive for COVID-19 or whatever. And we've been just sharing the same air as them for three days in a cave. You know what I mean? Like, is this the caverns? Yeah, the caverns. Yeah. So you're you're getting, you're getting, you're, you're touching that blue gas inside of a cavern. Probably there's no way viruses can't live on granite. I think that's pretty well established. Perfect. Perfect. Um, Well, my father's, my my father's 71 years old. And and then if you you looked at the mortality rates and the people that are at risk for for hospitalizations and and complications, it's people over 60. So like uh, Nashville, which we're flying into, has already had Vanderbilt. There was a student at Vanderbilt that tested positive for COVID-19. Like, do I think we're going to interact with people? Um, I don't know. The answer is, I know if, if I stay in little old Jefferson County here in upstate New York, where there hasn't been a case within 200 miles of me, like I probably am safer than, than going into to the airports and going to Nashville and stuff like that. But you but know? here's the big thing. Here's the big thing that, that isn't being talked about enough, or maybe it is, uh, but there's not enough tests out there for anyone to know anything for no. certain. Right. It, takes three day, it takes three days to, to get the results back at, as it is. There's, there's not enough tests, not even close. Uh, so like in a lot of these major like, – like if there's a case like – I'm just bringing up Dallas just because I'm thinking of uh, of Ryan for uh, Ritter for a minute. You know, that's a major, major city. So if one person tests positive in Dallas, there's no fucking way the way this virus has worked that there's not more. Right. And, but there's just not enough tests to find that out. That's that's why that's why all of this is getting shut down because because of stuff like that. Because there's just no way to know exactly where to contain and who to contain. That's why it's like if you feel sick, don't go anywhere because you know we we have no fucking idea. There's not enough tests out there, uh, and then until you get people tested, and that's the, the weird thing about this. You know, my kids could be walking around with it, and no one knows about it because they're just not affected as much. Um, or the people that aren't affected by much, but then there are those that get it and die. And that's a serious thing. So you talking about going to the caves, man, I don't know, man. <laughs> right. I, I've, I've been a risky guy my entire life. Like I have pushed, I, I had a God complex. Uh, I have escaped death so much uh, in my twenties, <laughs> you know, where I just thought I couldn't die. And I'm sitting here like, there's no fucking way in hell. I would go do that. We got kids now. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm way past my, the mental state I was at in my <laughs> in my early twenties. Uh, but you know, there's plenty of people out there who were in that same state as I was. I I, I, I mean, I just I, I don't like I'm 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 emotionally very torn about this because this was this is a Christmas present. I mean. I don't think there's anyone more excited for this festival than my father. He's very much looking forward to this. Like I'm very much looking forward to this. This is, this is something we've been talking about for several months and we've been doing a lot of uh, doing a lot of planning and stuff like that. And yet I obviously would never forgive myself. If I take him down there, he contracts COVID-19 and something unfortunate happens to him. You know what I mean? Like I just, and even if nothing happened, could you imagine yourself being down there and not thinking about it? Like the whole whole time. Right. Well, I mean, you, so, you hear that slide guitar and you instantly think about it. <laughs> I'm transported back. <laughs> I mean, look, uh, if, the, if the blind boys of Alabama are going to be there, they're probably older than my father. So, I mean, like, you know. Yeah. No, I, I mean, obviously, Molly, Molly Tuttle would never let this show continue onward. Oh 
but talking, talking about people, I'm very excited to see. I mean, if she shows, I'll, I'll be very excited. No, they'll cancel it. I think I think they'll they'll tip their hand. There's nothing going to be still functioning as far as any large scale events within by the weekend. By Monday, everything that can be canceled probably will be canceled until April. And then the other thing is, my buddy, um, my buddy Matt, who I graduated Notre Dame from and still remain close friends with, he's turning 40 at the, in the middle of April. And, um, he told me about a year ago that his big deal for his 40th birthday was he wanted to go to Vegas for the draft. And so we've made all these accommodations for, to go to Vegas for the draft. And I'm not a hundred percent sure there's going to be a draft in Vegas that day. Um, no, it'll be may, a draft. We'll we beat it by a, then. What's that? We'll beat it we'll, by then. Yeah. We'll beat it by April 23rd. Oh, April awesome. 23rd. Yeah. So I'm going to come up with a vaccine. I'm just I'm just going to do it, guys. It's not a well, bad plan. What were you waiting for? I, he needed to I don't know. Jeff, I mean, he needed to have his uh, Jeff Goldblum listen, moment listen, where he was getting listen, drunk I, inside I just, the tavern. I, I just needed to make sure I could I could actually claim Notre Dame as national champions in a few sports. Uh, get that out of the way. Uh, and then, look, it's really simple. It's just like a mixture of like garlic, basil, and some dill. Uh, and you put a little Gatorade. I've got a coworker who believes in Thebes. I don't know what Thebes are, but she's it's a con- she's, it's a, it's a, it's a city state in um in <laughs> ancient it, uh, Greece Roman times, right? Uh, ancient Greece. It's in uh yeah. I don't know. It's called like cinnamon or something. Egypt. Yeah. Now we're getting into like ancient mystery schools of Egypt and shit. About to get wild. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so like, look, y'all. It's it's gonna get it's weird. There's no other way to say it. It's, it's going to be weird. Um, but uh, we will carry on as best as possible, one foot down. And like we keep saying, I think we're built for this shit. Um, and, you know, we're going to use use our time of, uh, of non-sports to bring you what we normally do. And that's, uh, you know, some fun stuff, some analysis, uh, constantly looking towards the future uh, for, the, for the season. And we're, we're just going to have hope that we're going to get – past all this uh, coronavirus st- stuff and uh, and still have a college football season uh, starting. Man, it's so crazy. It's going to be in Ireland to start off with, like, <laughs> like how this is all going. But, uh, but you know, we're, we're here for y'all. We're still going to be doing a podcast every week. Um, it Look, we had plans anyways to do some very interesting podcasts that no one else out there is is touching, uh, and which, we, which was stuff we've already been doing. Uh, so, you know, I don't think anything changes there. Hopefully we could be a distraction while you're quarantined uh, for three weeks. Yeah. I mean, who else is going to discuss the fact that Rob Gronkowski signed with the WWE and somebody needs to bring up what Notre Dame players best would fit in the WWE. Who else is going to do that? But us? it's Quentin Nelson, right? Oh, Pat Coons. No, it's, it's obviously Tom Zibikowski. Uh, I mean, uh, I don't know. Both of don't, both Pat, those answers Pat are good, Coons. but I'm pretty sure Quentin Nelson cut like a WWE style promo when he I'm got. Pretty sure you're right. When he was he uh, going when to, to Notre Dame, Tyler Newsom also would be a very good WWE. Uh, he's got the hair for it, and he's got the bench. I got the, pic- the, the that picture. He's a good manager. I'm not sure he'd be he, actual. He, he, he would be a fantastic manager. Whatever the guy bench presses, fucking more than anybody else. Yeah, he's I get he, it. he's like Sean. He's, he'll be like the next Shawn Michaels. Interesting. Interesting. Who else? Do you see what I... we're saying, y'all? Do you see what we're saying? Like, the, right there was just like <laughs> just 45 like seconds that. of it's about to get wild. Uh, it, look, no one, no one has taken this as 
we're taking all <laughs> we're taking this virus very very seriously but this podcast is going to take nothing seriously and we're going to have some fun because everyone deserves to have a little bit of escape because i'm telling you this shit like today and yesterday it's got me beat down i mean it literally mentally has me beat down uh for for everything that went on uh so so you know it's all good and i bet mta kicks ass as a wrestler him and Heinish as a tag Him team. Him and Heinish as a tag team. They probably would be. I well, mean, maybe then we could get like a tag team. Can we get like a Samoan connection sort of thing going on with like Manti Teo and, uh, well, if Kona Schwenke was still alive, uh, rest but in peace. Robbie but Toma, Robbie Toma being like a luchador, right? Because he's got that small <laughs> luchador frame. Wow. I think we almost need to cast. I bet Drew Tranquil would go off like on a brother love kind of a trip. Like you'd see Drew Tranquil in the, in the white. In the white suit, preaching, there could uh, be, face there is could going some, to be red. Some NWO, right? Some Wolfpack and some uh, black and white going on with a little schism between the. Who's, the who's under name X-Pac? Or Tupac? Yeah, t- there is X-Pac. Uh, oh man, so who's who would be the X-Pac? So who's got know. the sort of swagger in order to just like put it Isn't down. It, oh, Troy Nicholas. It like not, a, oh, no, it's Golden Tate. Not your answer, but Troy Nicholas would be a great WWE wrestler too. Oh no, he's built like a WWE yeah. wrestler. Yeah. He'd definitely be a baby face. I gotta think, can we bring Will Yeatman back? Uh, I don't if you cast I mean, if you, I don't think Duloc will allow that, but we can try. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. So that, yeah, Bill, Goldberg, Bill, Bill Goldberg's still out there wrestling. I don't see why we couldn't. It's too bad we just spent yeah. like an hour. An hour. Vince on Carter's still in the NBA. I, like my mind was blown. I was like, I couldn't believe Vince Carter still played in the NBA. Like, what wasn't Vince Carter like the 2000 Olympics? Yeah, he's like, he's been he's a 20 year vet. I think he's in his third decade in the league. He's that's he's unbelievable. In that last three. And then I saw that the Brewers are going to pay Christian Yelitz the like Bobby Bonilla type contract where he'll get paid till he's like 50 or whatever. So that never went wrong. That Miguel Cabrera money. I mean, ask Kevin White about giving long term contracts. <laughs> yeah, ask uh, Al Avila or I. I was having a conversation with someone the other day, Brendan, and uh, I I flat out said I'm about I'm going to make some shirts. You know, we said something about you know about Cabrera. Like we just got to fucking trade him. And like, well, who wants him? Like nobody. I'm like, but. At least we could just get some kegs for him, you know, like, so I make some shirts <laughs> of this ke- kegs for Cabrera. Oh, hey. speaking of which, Al Michaels isn't getting traded, right? So he's not, there's no uh, Oswald the Lucky Rabbit waiting on the other side, I guess, of the steal. So oh, that's good news, because that means, means that we're not going to end up needing to to figure out a new new uh, broadcast buddy with our good friend. Oh, by the way, Josh, I have to take you to task. Um, I did listen to your fantastic uh, USC independent um, oh, you like that? I did like it. Um, I have a bone. You, to did you know I woke up at I what, two, like one thirty in the morning and recorded that? Like, oh, I, I need to go do this. I have two bones to pick with you. One, uh, former Thank Cincinnati uh, athletic director is Bone. Is the last oh, name? Oh yes, uh, I've been corrected many times on that. Secondly, um, you did not bring up the fact that if USC were to hop onto the MP, uh, NBC schedule, we could offload Doug Flutie to them and bring Brady in the booth. Oh, I was so fixated on like I, I was l- so fixated on on the uh, on the shillelagh, obviously, because it's jeweled that, you know, like NBC, if if USC was like got a contract like Notre Dame with NBC because they were independent, uh, 
that they, that the massive main event, uh, this Jewel Shillelagh game, where it'd finally be on the field because it'd be like a demand contract. So I was like totally distracted by that, thinking of how fucking dope that would be. I never once thought about that till now. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. give Flutie to SC. Fuck him. Give him to him. Fuck him. Give him, give him Flutie. Or you know what? You know what? No. Give SC Reggie Bush. Make them take Bush back into their house. We take Quinn and Flutie can go fucking uh, chike somewhere. Mm-hmm. He can he can <laughs> sell some protein. Does he need a job? Does he need a job? Sell some Skechers. <laughs> He'll be calling up Joe Montana. Hey, how do I get that Skecher contract? Need some of that Skechers money. Does anybody have a, a TV recommendation to watch while we're all quarantined? I just finished. I just finished The Outsider and actually really enjoyed it. So I, I guess that would be my recommendation. I watched uh, Carnival Row with my wife. We went through that season with Legolas. Yeah, I, Netflix is one of my Lenten sacrifices. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, but I mean, I got fucking Prime. Uh, but <laughs> but and I also have Disney Plus. But I'll tell you what, you cannot get the Hulu with the Disney Plus package. Like that package, you have to have the Hulu thing with commercials, which yeah. is pure right. fucking torture. Cause those uh, commercials are like 90 seconds and sometimes oh, they'll play yeah, the same commercial three times. I, fi- I, fi- I finally, I finally said, you know what? I'm going to watch handmaid's tale. I haven't, I haven't not had not watched a second of it. So I went to, and I watched all three seasons and it was torture. Uh, mainly cause that show is brutal anyway. So I mean, it's just pure brutal, but the fact that those commercials are in, I got done with that and I thought, well, because look, I, I put shows on the background, like people put music on the background while I'm while I'm working and doing stuff, like stuff I've seen a hundred times, like like West the tutor, like yeah, West Wing. West Wing's a big one. Just have it on the background. I, I do it like you know, like the music. So I was like, oh, you know what? There's a new season of Archer coming up in May. Let's just start Archer all over again. And I can't do it. There's fucking three commercial breaks within a half hour. I mean. Oh, Josh, God. are you on? Are you on Little Dicky? Well, Carnival, Ro- Carnival Row is as magnificent. Are you a Little Dicky fan? The rapper Little Dicky. I, have not, I, I haven't started watching it yet because I'm so pissed about this whole commercial thing. Oh man, Dave Dave has been fantastic. He's got his own show. Um, Little Dicky's got his own show on FXX. You know, every time I see every time I see or hear him talk, I, I gotta admit, he reminds me of you, Brennan. Yeah, I, are- I think that, that that's Brennan right there. We have a lot of similarities in our in our brand of humor. He is uh, he is very he is very funny. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, so I mean, Hey Man's Tale was amazing. Like I said, it was brutal. Carnival Row was amazing. Brendan, you uh, got a show for, to recommend to people? Uh, yeah. Um, uh, you should probably get on top of um, uh, what kind of. Uh, yeah, if you haven't watched it, uh, be, be like a, a friend of the pod and uh, guest of the pod, uh, Ty Hildebrandt, and uh, watch Little Cowboy Bebop. If you haven't even got on that, uh, and his latest uh, with uh, um, Dan when they took their final twos cruise. Um, if we ever <laughs> if we ever get him back on the on the pod, I'll I'll call him out for it because um, he uh, he definitely dropped a, a Cowboy Bebop reference on there. Um, but as far as shows going on now, uh, what is my wife and I watching? She watches the, this is us, this is us's. Um, I can't do it. I can't do that. We're like nine episodes behind. I don't think we'll have a catch up. My wife's like, this is just too emotionally draining. <laughs> it is. Uh, it is very emotionally draining. It's for her. There's another one too. Like she's, all a, the pe- she's a yinzer. So, um, yeah, and a million little whole- pieces. <laughs> yeah. That's what my wife's into that. I'm not she's into that I one can't. as well. I can't, yeah. I just can't do it. 
Uh, I, I'm still like brutal. Like I'm so pissed. Uh, there was a great series on Netflix. Uh, like they have uh, the Borgia for the Showtime series, but the true champion of the that genre uh, is Borgia. Uh, it was a a, a canal plot. It was a foreign um, production, but it was all done. It's all done in English. Uh, and then Netflix ended up buying them out after the first season, and they did three seasons. Well, so, something happened with like the production rights of the third season, so Netflix had to take it all off. So you can literally only seasons one and two on Amazon if you really want to watch it again. But season three, you have to get like illegally, like it's streaming somewhere. But it's fucking it, it blows the Borgias out of the fucking water. Like it's a much better. Uh, I am a huge fan of Cesare Borgia. Uh, whether that's evil or not, I don't know. <laughs> but in that in that version, he is so fucking kick ass. Uh, Mark Ryder, uh, uh, an Irish actor, plays him, and he's to the bone, just like what you would expect if you're a history buff and know anything about the Borgia family, uh, Pope Alexander or and Cesare Borgia. Uh, he played him like just exactly how I would think that he would be, um, and that's amazing. So it, if you're looking for something. Uh, get those two seasons on Amazon or fucking go stream it all illegally uh, somewhere else. But I, I highly recommend that it is very graphic, like extremely graphic. Uh, but uh, that doesn't mean it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> Just forewarned though. Right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, this is not something you want watch, watch with the kids. You're not going to watch it with the kids. You don't even want your kids like upstairs because you don't want them coming downstairs. Uh, Cause you just you never know what's what a dick's gonna go flying in this, um, but uh, <laughs> but it, it, it's a fantastic production. It's, it's a much better uh, version of the story than uh, than what Showtime did with a lot. Le- they did it better with a lot less money. All right. So I I, did we get did we give the people enough for their money tonight? Uh, I hope so. I mean. What do, you, what do you think? Because I, I want to put one more thing onto the ether. Because uh, okay. I don't yeah, think anyone go. nobody's mentioned this yet. But so Notre Dame, it's well established that Notre Dame has canceled spring practice. I don't think that they, they've officially said that they canceled it, but it's been postponed. And I believe the NCAA, I don't, nobody's given a, a ruling yet. Are these remaining 14 practices, because they took the one, are they lost into the annals of time? Or does Notre Dame, are they able to take those practices at any point that they're able to take them? I don't I did, I did see that. I did see that brought up on Twitter. I didn't uh, dive into that enough. So, like, technically, like, they could do that in June. They could do it in June, which, by the way, if they were to wait till June to do the spring practices. Get all your freshmen. Get all your freshmen in there, and then Chris Tyree gets those 14 practices. It's like he uh, enrolled early as it was. And it's like he enrolled early wow. as it was. So I'm curious as to – because nobody knows the fallout of this going forward, and I haven't heard anybody – um, I've listened to and read all of the post sort of uh, Wuhan Corona fallout, and nobody has mentioned anything as to where these practices are going. What so, do you think, Jim? Do you think that's something that's, that, that they would actually do? I, I, mean, I think it's a, I think it's a good idea, but I have yeah, a hard time. I think I think it's a good idea. I just I, I I don't you know I again I think it's just another decision to be made. I think the first decision was 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 shut let, let's shut everything down and then we'll figure shut it all down. out. We'll figure it all out while it's all shut down. So I, I look, it, it, you know, I think that there's Alexander be, Ehrensberger will be back from Germany by then. I think yeah, there will be coaches so. champing at the bit trying to to get out to see recruits. I think that there will be 
um, you know, players who want to get out for practice. I think there will be, um, you know, lots of questions about all this stuff getting forward. And so I, I, I guess the only thing I, uh, I, I just would love to see the, the NCA and I know it's made up of its member institutions, but I'd like to see there some be some sort of agreement amongst the conferences to just say like, look, you know, everybody restarts May 1st or June 1st or whatever the, the time is or whatever. And we're all we're all playing it cool until then, you know, because I, I, it's just it's going to be weird if the SEC starts like a month before the Big 12 starts, you know, which oh, is two weeks that, before the Pac-12 starts or whatever, goes. you know, so I mean, it's, if there's if there's no set mandate by the NCAA, it's basically going to be whoever leads. Uh, everyone else will follow. Exactly. So, yeah. like, if if the NCAA doesn't set a mandate, uh, say say it is the SEC it says, you know what, May first, you'll start seeing Big Ten, Big Twelve all fall in line uh, right after that. There's no one's going to get left short. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, I get it. I totally get it. So I think but that's I, why. But I think it should be a decision the NCAA makes and not just a single conference. So right, and that's I, as much as I hate the NCAA, at least it is a central. Uh, and Fortino did a good job of, of of proving how wrong this actually is, but at least it is a central decision making base where they can set the day uh, so so everyone is within the same guidelines. Yeah, I just I, I guess that's that's you know we have a chance right now with the pause button on to to have some of these discussions, and so I think you know you again don't don't get to actually get together physically and do it, just you know get together with you know, have these meetings and, and these teleconferences and stuff like that and start hammering out these details. Like, okay, like, you know, what, what is our contingency here? Like, you know, it, okay. Spring practice for now is, is, is postponed. Um, it's not outright canceled. Right. And so if it's postponed, when, when it, when is the time that it can resume? And if it's a, you know, well, these are the, these are the dates that you were supposed to run spring practice. Can we alter the red legislation for one year or the, the rules, the, the bylaws for one year to say because of this outbreak, you know, everybody will have May 1st to June 1st, which they didn't previously have, you know, so you, you, you brought it up, Brendan. So, I mean, I, I think we're all in agreement that that I, I mean, I think I, I would like to see that. But do you actually think that they, that they do it? I actually I absolutely do. I think there's going to be a okay. lot of pushback from the coaches. I think that there will be. Okay, because it, it, it really has put a, a stop as long as all of this is contingent on the progression and whether or not we're able to, what's the term, um, flatten, the, flatten curve. the curve. So if, if they're able to flatten the curve and let's say in mid April, everything sort of normalizes, which is sort of the hope and expectation, all of these coaches are going to say, okay, well, we willingly because you, the NCAA, did not make a decision. We willingly for, you know, we've foregone our, our spring practices. We would like these practices back. We get the 50, and that's the, the question I have is that there's 15 spring practices. Does the NCAA lay out a set period of time that, that you can do those spring practices? And then would the NCAA be willing to grant an extension waiver to them? And if they do, then the other question is, do players who enroll in the summer, are they able to then participate in those spring drills or do they have to sort of sort of sit on the sidelines and watch? So that's another thing yeah, to the, consider as well. Well, like the summer class, the summer classes. Um, yeah, I mean, and that 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 would be a thing there because you'd have to make sure that you're scheduling practice around 
Because look, summer is the time when these freshmen come in, not just from football, but in all sports. Uh, they come in in June, um, and it, you know it's going to be statistics now. It used to be a, a uh, um, just a straight up math class, uh, but they were having some problems, so now it's going to be a, uh, like a, a statistics class instead of math. I, just some things there where you're going to have to fill around a schedule with, with all these guys coming in that you'd never had to do before. So there's just some logistics they're going to have to, to hammer out. Um, I, th- I think that's usually what the second week of June is when they show up. And I think they got maybe a week before, cl- before their summer classes begin or something like that. I can't, I, I'm not sure if that's hundred percent right, but I know they got some downtime before that. I, I don't think that's what you want to throw them into practice right off the bat, but. I mean, but if you can throw them right into practice, you you're going to throw them right into practice, especially somebody um, who expects to see the field at some point during the season. They're going to want to get them in as soon as they can. And I mean, even, there's there's summer conditioning going on anyway, right. or, or would be going on anyways. So maybe those you just turn that into spring practice uh, instead. I don't know. Then you forego your summer conditioning program. I I, I don't know, but um, yeah. There, it's a, I think it's a good idea. I, I still I have a hard time believing that it's going to happen. Um, and if it does, I have a harder time figuring out how they're going to get the logistics right. Yeah. Just because it's like the one shot. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's tough. Like kids are graduating kids, you know, like it, it, it we're moving into different academic years, too. You know, you're going into the. Right. The the new academic year, so it, there's a lot there's a lot to be figured out. But look, this is why you know you got the pause button on, so start working on some of these these thirty thousand foot view questions. People are getting paid a lot of money, and yeah. these are the sort of answers that if you're getting paid that money, you need to be able to provide for. And if the NCAA doesn't, I'm sure the SEC is going to take every competitive advantage they can possibly find. And unless somebody tells them otherwise, unless the NCAA is willing to say you have forfeited those spring practices, they're going to I would imagine they would grab them up. And as soon as soon as, um, you know, the liability and the sort of flattening has occurred, they're going to they're going to get right back after it. So who who can say? I'm very interested to see how it plays out. I am, too. And it's going to be. It's going to be interesting is a good word there. It is going to be interesting over the next two, three months uh, and really and beyond uh, across the whole uh, spectrum of things there. So uh, I think we're just going to wrap wrap all this up. Jude, do you got anything to, to send us out with at all? Um, Tavon Coney launched a, a new uh, foundation. It's it's not a brand. It's more of a, a way of life. It's called Tough Choices. So he uh, put that out, I think, within the last week. Um, he's, he's really been doing a lot in the off season. Um, he's, he's signed, he's has a futures contract with the Las Vegas Raiders. So he's kind of on their, their team per se, you know, they don't really have a roster at this moment. Um, and he's been working a lot with, um, the United way and with a lot of his local, uh, schools in, in Palm, West Palm beach, Florida to, uh, to talk to kids about, you know, doing what, what it takes to reach their goals and, and kind of empower themselves. So, um, check that out. If you, if you got a chance, I, I actually don't know what the website, um, address is, but, uh, if you just look up tough choices, Tavon Coney, I'm sure it will be the first thing that comes up. So, um, he's just getting that started. 
Tim and Jude, you're making us all look good. Again. And Jared Grace got engaged, so congratulations to Jared Grace on his engagement. That was your your uh, your new good friend, Jared Grace. That's right, the guy who uh, uh, who uh, get, who made my son's day by putting him up and doing push-ups yeah. in the uh, Virginia game. So, uh, big fan of Jared Grace, lifelong fan. Good Cincinnati guy, skyline chili eating guy. That's right. I'm sure he knows high school, so it's all good. Brennan, you got anything? Uh, no, I mean, at this point, I'm just, uh, I'm excited to see, um, I'm excited to, to turn 40 tomorrow. I'm 35 now. I imagine I will be 40 tomorrow after whatever goes on. <laughs> um, so I'm looking forward to, uh, to joining, joining you fellas in the, the, well, no, then you'll be 50 somethings, right? So, uh, yeah, as, as all of this goes, this goes on. Um, no, I don't, I don't have a, a ton to add. I'm just, uh, I'm bummed out that spring football's gone. I'm bummed out that we don't have sports. Um, but I'm excited for all of the uh, fun hypotheticals and all of the fun stuff that we're going to do on one foot down in the coming weeks. Um, so, uh, one door closes and, uh, another 15 open. So, so I'm excited. Well, in my experience, a door closes, uh, so you go around back and open a window. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's usually how that works. All right, and uh, you guys know what? Uh, I didn't forget. I was holding on to it. Uh, I got a review to read, y'all. Oh, nice. Yeah. So we we didn't have any the last uh, last time we were here. Uh, it had uh, it had kind of quieted down a little bit. Just a reminder, everybody. Uh, please rate and review. If you go on Apple podcasts, uh, le- if you leave a review, I, we will read it on the next podcast, uh, word for word, as long as it's within, uh, and look, I have a very wide range uh, of tastes there. Uh, <laughs> so as long as you're not, uh, uh, racist or misogynist or, or trying to, uh, a revolt of the country, uh, you know, it, it will get read. Uh, so I, I got one here today from, it's a five star. Thank you very much. Uh, from individual. Three words, Tyler fucking Palco. This is in your wheelhouse. While it was sad to see ND Fan Radio come to a close, Josh Uwa and the rest have done a solid job fill, filling the void by providing a Notre Dame podcast with decent insights through the tone of an engaging conversation with Irish fans. Having grown up in South Bend and forged my fandom through three decades as a son of an alumnus, one of the first students on the court after the upset of the UCLA plaid jacket on the left. I think he's referring to his dad. Oh, I was going to say, if he's only three days. Okay, keep going. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, his dad was his dad started the court. Okay. Uh, I find their, perspe- their perspectives often mirror mine. The best example was the first edition of Villains. Upon an introduction to the topic, the first villain that came to my mind was Tyler fucking Palco. On that one, Joshua got it right. Keep it up. <laughs> Is it time for an episode of Indy's Biggest Heroes? And yeah, that is definitely on the table. Uh, Learning's Biggest Heroes. I think that's a that's a two parter for sure, right? Because we got like the real like like your big time hero heroes, and then like, your unsung heroes. Yeah, then you're like like uh, like Brady Quinn would be like one of your your Notre Dame heroes, and then like Joey Gatherall would probably be like more of uh, to Jude's hero. Uh, speaking, and speaking my love language right there, Joey Gatherall. I mean, like Ivory Covey, like almost like heroes for oh, the moment. Gosh, yeah. Like Ivory Covey, like Ivory Covington on that tackle. I was there uh, at that game. 
I'm not trying to give away a future podcast yeah. uh, for bringing up some of these names, but these are some of the things that were going on in my head when I first read this review. Like, oh, yeah, we're definitely going to do a Heroes podcast. Uh, it's probably going to be a couple of them. So thank you very much for that review. We really appreciate that. Um, keep those coming in, guys. Uh, let us know what you think. It's been like all five stars, and that's really fucking awesome. I just hope that if there's somebody out there who who wants to see more and then they got a three-star for us, that's okay. I'll read it, man. I, w- I want to know what you guys want. Uh, but if you want to just keep giving us five stars, I know Brendan's all about that. So, <laughs> um, I think that's it. So that's it, guys. So I'm going to leave it on, on the uh, Tyler fucking Paco there. And uh, we will be back next week. Uh, again, one foot down, we're we're built for no sports. <laughs> we can talk about we are we can talk about anything uh, sports related w- without it having to go on. We 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 all have uh, have our own themes and and th- what we love and memories and all sorts of shit. The things that we want to dive into statistically, um, it, it's all going to be there. This is all this is 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 the off season came early uh, is basically all. So uh, keep listening, keep reading. Uh, you can check us out over on uh, Twitter at One Foot Down. If you are one of the Facebook mongrels, we're on Facebook as well. TikTok, uh, I might have to start really making some more TikTok videos. A couple of those were uh, were really well done, I might add. Um, and then also on Instagram. So hey, we're all over. We're all going to get through this. Uh, the country is going to get through this. Uh, this is just going to take a little bit of time. Um, so for all of us over at One Foot Down. Go Irish.